Hello, fair citizens of the internet. This is uh, one of your movie DJs saying, uh, when I move, you ought to move. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> we are Mike's Can Act, your friends who unfortunately let TV rot their brains. I am joined by the immense, astounding... Vivian Ramos de Flores. You calling me fat? (laughs) Why is it that every that Melissa would say the same thing every time? Or do you think my personality is immense? Your personality is P H A T. (laughs) Fat in a good way. Side note: Me and Melissa were crossing the street after brunch this morning, and I was, (laughs) and you know when you're crossing the street with with somebody and you got their arm and you they don't realize like. Your shoulders are kind of bumping each other. And I was oh, like, babe, your shoulders that. kind of bumping me like yeah. into the street. Like you got to kind of back up. She's like, I was just trying to walk forward. I was like, but I think you underestimated like your, she's like, how fat my shoulder is. <laughs> like, no, dog, I'm not saying how fat you are. I'm saying like, you're like, you're not. And then I have to be like, you're not fat. Like, it's just like the dimensions of yourself. That's funny. Like, and the street that we're on, whatever we were on. Montrose. I haven't said that in a while, actually. Like oh, somebody. Real? Yeah. I guess yeah. I don't. I mean, maybe I don't pick up on that stuff or I try like, I feel like girls yeah. are really good at like, oh, you're calling me ugly. It's not like, cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's sad, <laughs> Like, man. it's, it's really, like, it's like on their radar, on our radar a lot of the time, but I feel like I haven't done that in a while. Well, I'm glad funny. I can bring you back to that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Vivian, how you feeling? How you good, feeling? good. Okay. I'm ready to talk about these movies. Let's do it. You got your bowl of coffee ready? Yeah, my bowl of coffee. Vivian got one of the biggest. It was a bowl before I saw her turn the thing. It and has it a, a handle, handle, people. I was like, Vivian, you just going to have a bowl of coffee? This is strange. We'll put a picture on it on Instagram. Is this like a Guatemalan yeah. thing? <laughs> I like my coffee. I mean, in bowls. It's, I don't want to get up 20 times to get like. <laughs> it's much more efficient. And then you can just fill it with cereal after. <laughs> I mean, you can. Um, there yeah. are a couple things that I would like to address yeah. before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, in our episode of Remember the Titans. Yeah. <clears throat> you guys pointed out to me that the co- Coach Boone isn't really portrayed correctly. <laughs> yes, Vivian. <laughs> let's adjust that for a little bit. <laughs> okay, if you want to get into that, let's get... So, I got... You sent me the website. I sent you that link, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I still don't feel like... Um, like I was stripped of something. Okay. Even though his yeah. portrayal... Denzel's portrayal of... Um, of this man was inaccurate. Yeah. Because this man is not a good man, I guess. Or he wasn't, not that he wasn't good. It's just like, he wasn't like this, what what would you call Denzel in that movie? He like, was nothing like yeah. the person that he was portrayed, that Denzel portrayed him as. Right. Like, Coach Boone was a jerk. Nobody wanted to follow him. Right. They won in spite of him. They didn't win because of his leadership right. you know what i'm saying it was a just lot like, of people came out saying that yeah. yeah yeah um and i also um it was upsetting to yeah. hear that he was being paid insane amounts of money to do speeches yeah around 
Yeah, he's like one of the one of the highest booked, like yeah. graduation speeches and like motivational speeches. Yeah, and then the to learn that he was not like that at all. Yeah, that was disheartening. But I feel yeah. like the the movie itself portrayed more than that. It's mm. about racism. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like it's about yeah. um, civil rights. Right. And so, um, yes. It's not true, but how yeah. many times have we encountered movies that are <laughs> true? Yeah. They're uh, like loosely based on a true story. Hence, Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't like right. their timeline is a little off. And I guess I could see that. You know what I mean? The thing is, I so here's I get what you're saying. What your your opinion is completely valid. It was it in, in the end it is a movie about what it like what a view of what racism did to this town did to these young men who were playing football and how they responded to it you know right. what i'm saying i think part of one of the things that frustrated me that disney did is they took what they said was like a, although they said based on true events right they took somebody's life it's like ta- it's like taking freddie mercury's life and being like freddie mercury was on his way to being the greatest dentist the world had ever seen <laughs> and then decided that he was going to sing and not work on his teeth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's just like that exact dramatic. thing didn't happen. Right. Like this person existed, but everything about the way their life transpired didn't happen that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's what frustrated me. And it also frustrated me because I feel like growing up, remember the Titans was pitched as this like this vision of like, yo, this really happened. And it, it became this foothold in my mind mm-hmm. of like, yo, we could come together. And yeah. this is in, in the South. You know what I'm saying? This right. is like, this is where the seat of Confederacy was. You know what right. I'm saying? So like, that's why it offended me so much. I I also think we were talking, I think we were talking about it a little while ago where you're like, it doesn't take away anything from the movie for me, from the story. Right. And that's the thing is that Disney's ability to tell a story is so, is so damn good that you'll be like, you know what? That was an incredible story. And then I don't find out until two decades later, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. almost two, de- not two decades, but like 10, 15 years later. Right. That the freaking events weren't the events. Right. Like, why did it take me this long? You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I mean, also, also the internet wasn't the internet. Yeah. You know, so it's like. Also, I didn't remember that it was a based on true story. Oh, you didn't? No. So oh. Until we watched it again for this podcast. Gotcha. That I was like, oh, it's based on true story? Like. Gotcha. Mm, so it didn't affect me that much. It's always okay. been a great movie gotcha. for me, a okay. great message yeah, for sense. me. Yeah. So it didn't it didn't ruin it for me. Um, it is disheartening, but again, it doesn't ruin the essence of the movie and the yeah. and the message that it delivered. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna, <clears throat> same I'm, thing with that's like. Your thing? Martin Luther King Jr. When people are like, "Oh, he held orgies and like," he held orgies. Yeah, dude. What? <laughs> yeah. Yo, that um, I didn't know. Okay. But it, does it take it? Does it take away from him being the man that had the dream? No. Like. Yeah, yeah I, I. I feel I'm like have people. To get some sources on this orgy, though. <laughs> yeah, look it up. Yeah. Um. So I feel like. People are put on pedestals yeah. and expected not to fall. That's yeah. like the biggest like. Yeah, it's a false. It's a false. 
expectation. Right, right. Yeah. Don't put your faith in man. Like yeah, yeah. we we all fail. We all we all fall short. Absolutely. And like, okay, yeah, he had orgies, but like, what? <laughs> they all had fun. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, here, but see, I think it's different. There, there's different. Than, there's a difference between saying like because also like his whole thing was the moral you know the moral vote the moral conscience of america yeah. is like embodied by mlk which a lot of people wouldn't mind if mlk was was he preaching no sex though that's the thing is that like right he was worried about what a government does to his people right right and like what we're doing to each other and especially the hypocrisy of like christian brothers right the, the christian uh like the white liberal you know um or the white moderate i'm sorry and so i i get what he's saying but i I respect your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I, I respect your Sorry. your opinion for Remember the Titans to be to be a movie that you like because that's the thing is I still like the movie. That's what bugs me about it mm. is that damn I still like the movie. Like right, I, I there's just like there's so much if to anything, enjoy. Anything it would in make the movie. you mad at Disney for oh it ultimately not giving us the truth. Yeah, but like I'm not mad at them for making a beautiful story. But I, I am mad at them. That's my own mm-hmm. thing. But that's my own thing. Like yeah. because I feel like you, if you use my life and you make out my life to be like, like, and then I end up being this like, I think I'm a pretty nice guy, right? <laughs> but like if you invert that and then I'm the villain and you tell me like you tell every story from like right. the like the girl, the women that I've hurt in my life or right, something. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? It's like I guess you can paint it either way. But if you talk about the totality of someone's life, like it's not even that. Like he's like a more like people did actively did not like him like it's not that oh and almost nobody liked the guy right right and coach and denzel was impossible not to like in that movie right like he was like the perfect dude he was the perfect dude (laughs) like he was that guy man like i don't know either way yeah i I appreciate you for coming out i wanted to touch on it um just because we had that was brought up yeah and really really quickly yeah um you were talking about mlk Mm -hmm. and the orgies yeah so I looked it up just now, and it's alleged via FBI documents that he had orgies. The FBI, huh? But, but they recorded also him. They record. They put like they allegedly recorded okay. that. The problem with that is they also allegedly didn't conspire to kill him, which they <laughs> yeah. absolutely did. Absolutely. Right. So right now, you know, the U.S. will do anything to take away his prominence. Yeah. So right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that it is like confirmed that he did it. It's more like he could have. The, I don't think he, the, the U.S. Right. has said that he did, but that's you and that's know. only the FBI because he came right. like it's it's common knowledge that he had an extramarital relationship. Like he had an right. affair. That's for sure. But like orgies, MLK and an orgy. I'm like, well, that's, that's a I different heard. story, bro. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and we have to talk about how. And I think that the mm. same goes with films, right? It's like there's a great performance. Uh, redeem a film it it may it may have the power to redeem a film for somebody you know right um it wasn't a biopic it wasn't a documentary so i get what you're saying it was a story um credit to disney and screw you disney at the same time right yeah that that they have the power they have such a such a foothold on on story and on our hearts and on our hopes right that they can create a story based on like sort of the facts like this team really did win and th- but they won the championship game in a landslide. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. There's just yeah. So there's a lot. Can I apologize for something? Can I come out with my oh yeah in a in a uh, a redaction, if you will? Um, I I quoted 
I was trying to reference a gentleman named Sam, Sam Elliott, um, and I referenced a guy named Sam Harris, who was the prominent atheist and uh, sociologist podcaster, and podcaster yeah. dude. And I wasn't <clears> even <throat> trying to reference Sam Harris. I was trying to reference Ed Harris. <laughs> <laughs> so I was all kinds of screwed up. Um, Sam Elliott and Ed Harris, both great actors on their own right. Um, but neither one of which I, I think I was trying you to talk said, about Ed Harris. Yeah. yeah, I think I like missed both yeah. by trying to get it at one of them. Um, so yeah, there's that. So we have apologies for you. Yeah. But yeah. I'm yeah. sure we've messed up a bunch. Oh yeah, and we'll go. But we'll I come definitely back. wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um. So yeah, do you want to jump into our op-ed? Let's do it. Let's do it. The first one is about the Sisters Brothers. It was a movie that I suggested. A, uh, well, you suggested it with a couple of other movies. Yeah. And then I agreed yeah. to that one. This is why I agreed to that one. Um, because of John C. Riley. Yes. I am a big John C. Riley fan ever since Chicago. He was in Chicago. Oh, he was in Chicago. Oh, my gosh. I Holy loved crap. him. And he mm. wasn't even like a prominent <laughs> Role. That's why I forgot because it's Richard Gere and Catherine Zeta were like the main. Right. Okay. And okay. Renee Zellweger. And Renee, of course. Okay. Um, and John C. Riley plays, I think, Renee's husband. Yeah. And he does this song called um, Cellophane, like mm-hmm. Mr. Cellophane, Mr. where he like says that nobody sees him. He's like Mr. Cellophane. He mm. sees people see right through him, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. He does a phenomenal job. I got to see Chicago again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It okay. was really good. And ever since then, I was like, I'm on board with whatever he does because wow. um, the performance was good. Yeah, yeah. He played like this, like, um, kind of stay-at-home husband who was like, mm-hmm holding on to his wife and you know renee zellweger wanted to like start her own thing and like Uh you know chicago anyway yeah it was good he was good um so i was on board with that and then i saw that riz ahmed was in it and i love completely love riz ahmed yeah yeah um i saw him in we is it we Venom. are the night or an HBO series. Oh, yeah, the one with John Turturro. Yeah. Um. Before, um, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I know which one you're talking about. So he I'm was. Get this one wrong, but it was um a really the good night of the night of the night sorry of, yes. <clears throat> it's a really good series. Yeah. He did amazing. Um. He has this way about him in that series. He be, he starts off like this um, nerdy Muslim college kid, yeah. trying to make it, you know, trying to graduate, be a good Muslim, mm-hmm. and then he gets uh, in trouble, mm-hmm. you know, goes to jail, and at, he comes out a thug. like so for him to watch him play this like nerdy um well-mannered like you know what i mean super college kid um having the the rest of his life ahead of him and then having this happen to him um being convicted and then all of a sudden you know like finding out that he didn't do it 
Um, he comes out. Spoiler he has, alert. He, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I mean, you got to watch it. I heard it's amazing. I'm I've not never... doing it any justice. Mm-hmm. But um, at the end, he had to fight his way through um, inside the system. So, like, him coming out and he was like a thug. Yeah. He did the thug role so so well. <laughs> so, like... I loved him since then. Yeah, I yeah. know that he's in Star Wars. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Okay, okay, that's where um, I that's where I first really you saw got, him got into him. Yeah, it, he did amazing in Rogue One. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did incredible in Rogue One. I am considering being a Star Wars fan for this podcast, so we could talk about Star Wars. Because nice. how could you not? And how could you have I mean, a movie podcast and not talk about Star Wars? <laughs> we're gonna have to. I get mean, it, we get have to. Yeah. Um, but I'm not there yet. So. <clears throat> I saw him in that, and ever since then, I was like, I'm, I'm on board with whatever he does. Okay. Um, so that's why I wanted to see this. Joaquin Phoenix cool. for me, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Meh, I can. Really. Yeah, but Joaquin did well in this movie. Joaquin did. Okay, yes, Joaquin did great in the movie. I yes. thought he did pretty good, pretty good in the movie. I, yeah. I don't know what movie it was that I saw Joaquin Phoenix in that I did not like. Mm. And ever since then, I was like, I'm not, I don't, I don't like him. Yeah. Um, but in this movie, I really liked his role. I really like how, um, how like him and John C. Riley, their like brotherly love was like deep. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. I was listening to a NPR bit about it and apparently they went horse riding for multiple days out in like the range in Oregon and like just to connect, (laughs) just to know each other. You know what I mean? That's great. So there can be some sort of like true bond, you know, a primal like knowing of one another yeah. for the act, for yeah. the, you know, the show. And you the felt film. it. It I really did, did yeah. feel like they were brothers and they're doing this together. Like, right. you they know don't what always mean? get along, right. but like they understand one another. Right. To some degree. Right. Like, as they change throughout the film, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you, okay. So I'm with you. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like, I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz, Riz is the... Riz. Riz. And mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz, in my opinion, outperformed. They, they, and I love, I like their storyline more than the Sisters Brothers storyline. Really? I swear to you. Like, there was something about the acting, the way that the acting was shot, uh, the way that the acting, the, the way that the lines were delivered and the way that the, there wasn't a lot of like sweeping landscapes. There wasn't a lot of like tight dramatic shots on, on any of them. There wasn't a lot of like Western, there were Western tropes, but a lot of them were being defied mm-hmm. is what I mean. Um, there were beautiful shots of landscape, but they weren't dramatic. They were actually very natural when you saw them, right? right. Like sometimes in Western films, there's these, there's these moments where the colors look so dynamic during a sunset that it doesn't even look like earth it's anymore real, yeah it's just like there's these purple and and pink hues going over this red that it, it's just like it all looks so surreal right? right which is which makes sense because the western is kind of a surreal idyllic fantasized time in some ways right right let um, me put it out there that i don't like westerns i remember you and i remember you and, and I don't. i'm so sorry for like <laughs> setting you up for this one i feel like i said it and i forgot that you didn't like westerns. yeah so i forgot so too once i saw it, it was john c Riley. I was like, that's kind of cool. And then I ended up that's watching powerful. it three times because I rented it and yeah. I was like, no, I'm going to get my money's worth. <laughs> Did you see my Instagram post about it? <laughs> no. no. Every when, time we rent something off Redbox, we uh, keep it 
to the point of basically purchasing the movie. <laughs> like we keep it to like just under four dollars of purchasing it. Like we spend like thirteen dollars on every Redbox movie That's that we funny. rent. It's the worst. But so you watched it three times? Yeah. Dang. Because I wanted to get my three ninety nine worth of this movie. You got it, dude. You got it. I watched it one and a half. Okay. That's how much I didn't like the movie. Like, like I'm gonna that. be for, I'm gonna be for real with you. I think. Until I'm not going to spoil this, but until one dude in the film loses his arm, loses his handish, his forearm, <laughs> I did not take the movie seriously. I didn't know where to place my affections is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like there's these storylines where it's like, oh, are they trying to humanize the bad guy? Uh, you know, like, are they trying to humanize? Um, also, are they trying to humanize? This is the bad guy's name, my friends. Herman Kermit Warm. Yeah. That's the worst <laughs> name Dude, that's like top five worst character names I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, that's up there with Dax like Candor. Like, who thought of this? Who allowed this to go forward? Apparently, this dude, the Jacques Audiard or whatever, he's an incredible French, you know, director and writer. Um, and this is his first, this is, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is his first, like, American-based uh, or made film. Oh, really? That's what I heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. And so I think he was trying, I think, for me, the film... And not to get away from Reese or not to get away from like our character sort of study, but like I feel like the film in some ways was trying to do so much that it didn't do anything. Like it it all these elements standalone were genius and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like um Char like Joaquin as Charlie sisters, his like distant sort of like irresponsible brother recklessness. Mm-hmm. met with John C. Riley's like meek sort of I'm an assassin and that's all I know how to do but I sort of regret it like there's sort of like a a sympathy right. in my job description you know right um was great I thought he Jill- also wanted like a normal life yeah like yeah. he, he kind of wanted out but like you know didn't seem to be pursuing it too hard right you know? um only like till somewhere near the end um but like and Jake Gyllenhaal, I thought he did an incredible job as like a curious like hmm as kind of like a, a picturesque like um He was a detective d- discover or Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, a detective. Yeah. yeah, I think he was undercover or something like that. Yeah. Um But like I thought all the elements were good, almost standalone. Even the setting, even the soundtrack. Yo, I was on my way here. I was like, you know what? Let me give let me give this a shot. And I turned on the soundtrack. The soundtrack was kind of good. Oh, nice. This is a side note about me, but like when I'm writing, when I'm writing, when I'm doing something creative or when I'm sometimes studying, I'll put on um, only certain music, right? So like either ambient, like rainforest, literal music, um, or like some just like ambient tracks on Spotify. Shout out to Spotify. Um, (laughs) Or there's one soundtrack um, to Rome. It's called the soundtrack to Rome. Um, Danger Mouse, um, Jack White, and... And a couple other dudes produced it. Um, it's a soundtrack to a movie that was never made. And it's really, really good. And I love like the mood that it gets me into. It's a very Western style. Um, and this, this, their soundtrack kind of reminded me of that a little bit. And I liked it that much. But I was like, this movie, <laughs> like, but I didn't enjoy all of the things that added up in this film, right? Because there was also, um, when you're talking about, like, you're talking about Reese, like, I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal, Although in past 
past roles like Donnie Darko is, is if Donnie Doc- Darko is a man's breakout film, like it says something about the trajectory of your yeah. career, right? But he's kind of defied that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? A little like, bit. I liked him in Jarhead. Yeah, he, I thought that's what, okay. I was gonna go to Jarhead yeah. and then the movie where where he's a boxer. I can't remember the name of this movie. I keep wanting to say Fighter, but it's not Fighter. Um, that movie I thought he did pretty solid in. Um, Nightcrawler I thought he did great in as like you know the the I journalist. Never saw it. Yeah, Nightcrawler is good. Um, but I thought he did really good in this movie. I like he was he was at least to me more convincing than Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I don't think Joaquin. I don't think. I, I don't, feel like Juan Ke- Joaquin Phoenix came back to me because of this movie. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I I didn't see him. I don't know what movie it was that I saw him in, and ever since then I was like, he's kind of scummy. <laughs> but like this one, even he though does. his like role was yeah. kind of like that ridiculous like like a wild brother outrageous that brother in. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um his role in it i respected i'm like yeah. okay you pulled this off pretty well as like john c Riley's brother right right southpaw 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 I like that movie, man. You know what? Maybe we should break down. Let me let me get a little plot summary real quick for the Sisters Brothers. Um, uh, two brothers uh, in, I guess, the early 1800s, something like that. Um, they're infamous assassins, and um, they chase a gold prospector by the name of Riz Ahmed, who is basically has uh, a solution, as in the liquid, that is able to um, be poured into water and reveal all the gold that's there, right? So it's based on, like, and thank you for Southpaw. I feel I feel like you said Southpaw, and I was like, oh, I should tell people about what this movie is. <laughs> um, like that, it's based off the myth of like the gold rush, right? So like these guys are moving westward. These guys are traveling back westward, uh, and so are we. So we're kind of like traversing the tropes of um, like Western film, you know, and the cowboy myth being so important to American culture. Um, that's part of what the what tra- I feel like Joaquin Phoenix like. He didn't. He did a good cowboy. I think he did a decent cowboy. Yeah. Also, them not having accents did something to me. They so didn't. They, they didn't. They didn't. Or they tried for them in certain I moments. John C. Riley did a little bit. Yeah, I feel like they. I feel like they tried for him in certain moments, but they didn't like commit to it. Yeah, no. And that was a little like I feel like a lot of what what Audiard was trying to do was like dismantle or unearth some of the tropes that happen in like western movies yeah but either i'm not ready for it <laughs> or because i'm so attached to them You're right i right. can see my own bias um because they were they were like trying to talk about the feelings of assassins like you don't talk about the feelings of assassins like the assassins just do their thing and like usually you're you're getting in no country for old men style you're getting the perspective of the victims of the assassin mm-hmm. you're not getting the assassin's perspective you right. know um and also the whole like uh, the, like the ideal town that the prospector was trying to create you, you remember when yeah, he, yeah, him yeah. and the detective partnered together and they're like yo we can make this town mm-hmm. like we can make a town where we're all equal where we all like share our wealth right so there was like this socialist perspective coming through yeah, in the american west right and that's in the american west during the gold rush and right. it's, like, it's like no everyone's that's the beginning of i'm gonna get mines you know right. what I'm saying? and i'm gonna exploit whatever it needs to be the land the people whatever it is right to to make my own wealth um so I feel like the the director was trying to do something like that, but somehow like, and maybe 
maybe I'm suffering from a little bit of what Robert was suffering from in the in the Steve Carell, you know, in the um, uh, boy, my God, about a boy, not about a boy, no. Although that movie was great, uh, Beautiful Boy, Bo- uh-huh. um, where it's like it's hard to see a character in with new eyes if the if the role isn't dynamic enough and i feel like this role with john c Riley was very layered it wasn't like a dynamic like i'm gonna be serious take me serious now role right because mm-hmm. he was very layered you know he, he showed weakness right um and i think that's the actually, weakness with the horse oh man that dude. was tough yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was it, it was a <clears throat> it was beautiful that's what i'm saying there's so many like Because for them to be, like, hired assassins and, like, he, like, took to this horse. Yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't be emotional about anything, especially, like, animals. You know what I mean? Uh, So, yeah, I just, I don't think the movie, all all told, all put together, will I watch the movie again? No. No? I won't. Uh And, like, westerns, like, Once Upon a Time in the West, my friend Ed put me onto that movie a little while ago. Like, um, Magnificent Seven, like everything from Clint Eastwood. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like these movies as even if I like a, the good, the bad and the ugly, especially really the Sergio Leone movies, like there's such a, there's such a storied past to those for me. And there's so much depth there. Uh, once upon a time in the West, I could probably watch like once a quarter, once every three months. Like, nice. I, I've never seen it. It's a fantastic, like it's just beautifully shot. The soundtrack is incredible. It's kind of these legendary performances. Mm-hmm. One of the guys' names is Harmonica. I mean, it's like fantastic. It's just fantastic all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, compare that to uh, uh, Herman Kermit Warm. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, uh, but that's my own thing. That's my own thing. So what's your what's your like final assessment? Um, final assessment? Not final assessment, but like what's your what's your grade? What's your mood after the fact? What's, what I color think on I'd the give it like a six out of ten. Six out of ten. That's okay. pretty high on my. In terms of westerns, right? In terms of westerns, yeah, gotcha. I don't like westerns. Gotcha. No, that's um, that's but I really tried to watch this one. <laughs> yeah. Hence yeah, the three times. Thank you um, <laughs> for going through it. I found no a more. new appreciation for Joaquin Phoenix. The dude is amazing. And now that you said the whole accent thing, I thought it was really weird that Riz had a um, British accent. Because the whole time yeah. I was like, where is he coming from? Yeah. But then I didn't even think about it. But he's British. Oh, legitimately? Yeah. Like, he's but, from okay. Britain. So, like, I was like, well, that makes sense that they didn't have accents. Yeah. Like, he Man. didn't even try. Yeah. He was, <laughs> he was just himself at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. So. Six out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's, it's color on the mood ring for me is like a... Um, is it straight to like like forest green? It never. <laughs> I'm never gonna use it, but I know it has its place. You yeah. Know what I'm <laughs> like, at it, some point, I'm gonna. It never was in theaters. Green. It. W- I don't think it had a theater. No. Might have, but it. I. I don't think so. I didn't. And really did you know? Have we said this? That like actors or directors or whoever in yeah. Hollywood, they do throw away movies so that they can't. They don't have to pay so much in taxes. No way. That's what I heard. That's so they'll garbage. do like little, like no brainer movies. The Great Wall of China. <laughs> yeah. Mad Damon's. But they That's advertised cool. that one. They did. So yeah. was it a throwaway? More like Skyscraper. I don't know. Skyscraper. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's kind of the rock right now. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he can do whatever. The Rock could do, like, office building. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the Rock could do, like, um, bungalow. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. The Rock could do any movie at this point and make it dramatic. Like, wait, but they're, we're on a C4 plant. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I can't tell what The Rock, but I think maybe you're right. So I don't, I don't know. know if this was a throwaway movie. I don't think so, because this director was a, is a big deal. I'd never seen any of his other films, but apparently he's a, he's a he's pretty prolific. He's done like 10, 12 films before this. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, they can they, they they can write it off. They can write, yeah. they can write those movies off. So if they a lot of times you'll see movies like that one that was it was about like birds or something. I don't remember what it was called. It was like a cult classic. The birds? You're talking about no, Alfred I'm not talking about Alfred Hitchcock. I'm talking about that like throwaway I, I can't I will never remember the name of it but it was like a horrible movie that like about got birds? a cult following I thought we'll, we'll find this movie for yeah, you guys yeah. we'll find this movie <laughs> anyway you know it is. <laughs> it's like that it's like that they just gotcha. they invest in a movie that they have every thought is gonna be a bad movie that no one's really gonna go see and they can write it off they can write it all off yeah. and get no ta- a tax break on it that's dirty, but I will be in a write-off film right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I'll you guys, take it. I'll jump in there. Mikes can't act, but human being Mikes <laughs> can very much act. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Vivs and Roberts. <laughs> Get us um, in these films. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. So we can move on. Yeah, I think we need yeah. to. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I just got a bad taste in my mouth. But the favorite. Okay. Okay, let me start with saying that the favorite was my Oscar, was my number one pick. For my Oscar nominees really? in 2018. That was my number one pick. I thought that movie was so adventurous. Yeah. I thought that movie, for where we are at in our culture right now, to give women not only the driver's seat, but ownership over the car, right? Mm-hmm. Although Yorgos Lanthimos is a man from uh, Greece who wrote and directed the film. Um, so they're not necessarily... I mean, I, I don't know where the analogy is going. Either way, I'm saying, like, I just think it was such a powerful movie that centered around the life of three different women Mm -hmm. right and the way it displayed power and love and sexuality between these three women was so powerful that when i walked out of that theater i was literally i walked me melissa tony and chade went to go see this movie and i was the only one that was like hyped i was energized so after i see a film and it rocks me like somewhere deep inside i have nothing but energy like it literally gives me its power. Like I, I, I feel, I'm fueled by its like, by its beauty. <coughs> Excuse me. And I walked out of there. and I was like, yo. I was just like, I was in a daze, and I loved it. And all of them were like, no, I'm not. <laughs> They're like, maybe really? I gotta watch it again. Melissa didn't like it very much. Um, I don't know. They just had a different feeling to it. Yeah. You know? But but I think I caught on to something very early in the film. I, there's a couple of things. Like, I love dark comedy. I love, like, macabre. There like, was a lot of sarcasm. So much. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's that from British Rachel humor. We- from Rachel Weiss. Like, oh, yeah. So, so sassy. Robert and I had seen the previews for it. Mm. We love Emma Stone. We've yes. loved her ever since um, Easy A. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if she's done. I think she's done other stuff before then. Um, oh, was it? I don't, that was the first time I knew her too. Yeah. And when there I was think another of her, one where they're like, there's like a, I think um, Jonah Hill and that like really nasty teenager movie. Was she in Superbad? She wasn't in. Superbad. I think she was in Superbad. Nah, yeah. No way. 
Dude, are oh, you for real? Oh, no, she was in Zombieland. Zombie. She was That's in Zombieland. Um, uh-huh. Dude, Zombieland, I love. I, lo- <laughs> I could watch Zombieland anytime, any day. I love that movie. Oh, my yeah. God. Yes. It's it so good. We got to talk about it. Um, Is there going to be a part two? Did you hear about this? supposed to be a part two really I, if uh, they if they like bring back woody harrelson that's uh it's called that's me double tap is in super bad she is in super bad she's in super bad yeah. yeah she's jonah hill's like love interest yeah no way yeah yo that's awesome okay um cool so i didn't notice her until easy a okay okay she's the that's main fair. character um in easy a yeah. Yeah. yeah and she rocked that role she did amazing yeah she did amazing um she did amazing in La La Land. I think she did really good. Yeah. Um, oh, she did amazing. I thought she was, she was brilliant. In La yeah. La Land. Like my whole thing with La La Land was that it was too hyped up for me. Hmm. Like everybody was like, it's phenomenal, blah, 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 before I even saw it. And so okay. that kind of like ruins it for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. but she was in that movie with Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling as well. Crazy. Uh wait Cra- no crazy stupid love yeah yeah crazy stupid love yeah um super good really good, <laughs> super good. her and Ryan like they got a, they got a chemistry man they do they have chemistry. chemistry yeah um so we She's, so we knew she was in this okay. I haven't seen Rachel Weiss in a while um you know what you're right yeah but I love okay. her as an actress she has this poise about her yeah um She's dope. and then the Qu- Queen Anne. Um, the lady that plays Queen Anne, we've Olivia seen her Holmes. before. Mm. Um, I think she was in Harry Potter, right? Uh, you're probably right. Um, I don't remember what where I know her from, but I feel like she's always been around. Yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, apparently she she did Olivia the, Coleman. Is that what you said? Olivia, yeah, yeah, Olivia Coleman. She did. Did she do the killing in the British version of the show? And then when they when it came to the states. Like she got refused for the role or something Did like that. She? Like they didn't even ask her about it because oh. was that the one with David Tennant? No, we're not. Talking. The killing. Is that David Tennant, the dude from? No, that's Joel Kinnaman. Oh no, no, no. Then I'm I'm thinking of a different um, a different series. Let me. Uh, what's it called? Um, Broadchurch, Broadchurch, the 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 UK version of Broadchurch. He did with Olivia Coleman when it came to the states. He did. He's doing it with some some other woman. Oh um, really? Yeah, yeah. So she wasn't even asked about the role, oh, that's <laughs> which awful. I thought was yeah, which is which is a testament to like America, where it's like even if you're a gritty detective, mm-hmm. and you did that right for a whole country, uh, a show that's so successful, it's able to go to a, an entirely different market, and and you know make money there and tell its story there. Mm-hmm. In America, if you're not one definition of what it means to be beautiful, uh, maybe we don't want you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. like that's that's a that's a terrible thing to me and i do love in this movie how it shows it man it shows beauty and and ugliness right in this this like in our disgust impulses i think at one point like all three of the women throw up at some point like they abigail do, yeah. lady marble like and they throw up on screen like queen anne throws up and then goes back to eat a piece of cake <laughs> yeah she's she's so wild like yeah and it plays with all this but the setting is so is so like over the top gorgeous like i gotta i gotta get like my hats off to these people because like um i don't know who did the cinematography but the but holy crap the setting is so gorgeous set in 1700s mm-hmm. 1708 something like that when britain is battling with france and queen right. anne is her health is declining um 
if you guys don't know the plot of the movie, Queen, Queen Anne, her health is declining, and Britain is fighting France. Um, her advisor, and we come to find out, lover, um, Lady Marble, effectively runs the whole operation. She's right. like running the government on behalf but of But she's Queen been Anne. her like childhood friend, like yeah. her friend forever. They've been homies. It's not yeah. like... Oh, I just picked her up the other day. Yeah, and that's what's so powerful about the movie is that it shows you how these these women had like they just they developed this relationship and there's such this there's this really powerful um connection between them right. um that is storied but it's not insincere. Right. And it plays on that with the whole way through when she, like when right. she's walking out and she goes, "Who did your makeup?" You look like a badger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I died. So I was dying. From like, the beginning, I feel like it showed their raw, truthful, like on, you know, honest to God love for each other. Yeah. Because well, in the beginning, mm-hmm. she's like, "Say hi to my rabbits," you know, whatever, yeah. and she's like, "No, that's weird." Yeah. And then she's like, "If you, um." She's like, I love you, but that I I will not do. Yes. And she's like, if you love me, and she goes, love has limits. And then the queen says, it should not. It should not, right. Yeah. Right. So, like, I mean, from the beginning, it was setting up this, like, complete love story. Yeah. Um, But not a a rom-com love story. No, no, no. It's a a notion of, like, what means love. And when she's talking about the battle tactics, she said love of country should have no limits. That's what Lady Marble said. Yeah. Right? So love of country shouldn't have limits. Hugo Hugo was hiding? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hugo's our cat. Not our cat. Vivian (laughs) and Robert's cat. But, like, my unofficial only pet that I have. (laughs) Thank um, you. He's got one functioning eye. He's a little chunky. He's the best, dude. He's great. He's our pirate cat. Yeah, pirate cat. Yeah. Um, Somebody called him Cable. Did Gable call? Gabriel yeah, call him he calls cable? him Cable. <laughs> I love that. Um, um, but go ahead. I'm sorry. You were saying about the love, right? It sets it up from the beginning. Is this idea of like, right? What is what is love? What and and within love, what are the dynamics of power? Right. right? Because we're soon introduced to Abigail. Do you want to talk about Abigail? Right. Do you want to talk about it? Because so, I love man. <laughs> Emma Stone as Abigail. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that her her drive yeah. to come out of basically garbage um, is... But by garbage, you mean like a lower station in life. Yeah. Like, yeah. She fe- I guess her like story is that her family fell from like a high economic status because yeah. of her father and now she's coming to like work. Good night, Good night baby. I love you. <laughs> Get some rest, Juju. We love you. Um, she's coming to work for her cousin, yeah, who is Lady Marlboro. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the beginning, she's garbage, right? Like, right. because it's even portrayed in the movie where like she's traveling. And the guy touches her butt and she like ends up in dirt. Yeah. Like yeah. and she walks so, into the royal room with dirt on her right, on her dress. And right. Yeah. So like that scene is so good because yeah. she's like 
she's like, well, I was hoping to come work for you. And mm. Lady Marble was like, as what? The monster the kids can play with? And yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, <laughs> she makes roars. that ridiculous face. Yeah. She's like, whatever you want. Like, like okay. So there's, there's this desperation that she has. Yes. Um, because she knows what it is to live in luxury. And now... Mm. She has nothing. Yeah, and she got traded away. She got bet away. She her her father lost a bet, right? Was that right. what it was? She was yeah. And had to give her away. Right. She got bet away, and that just shows you like and unfortunately that speaks to our time now. Right. Where it's like like women can still be a commodity, right? Right. Rather than human beings given full dignity, full rights, like Right. And back in the day, this is a woman who was a part of a royal family, and her father bet her away. Right. Like, so yeah, it, it, her desperation is is real obvious. and raw and yeah. very like she's smart. She's smart as hell, dude. She's very smart. Um, you cannot like I didn't hate her. There was no like yeah. In the end, I didn't hate her, right. but I have a, an opinion about it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> She definitely didn't know what she was getting herself into. Mm. You know what I mean? Tell me about it. What like, do you mean? Um, Rachel Weiss was running thing, yes, mm-hmm. but she knew how to do it. She knew how to like mm. not control the queen, but like this was a relationship. Yes. Whereas like Emma Stone's character wanted to come in and like man- manipulate from the beginning. Yes. When she was. Um, when she was in cahoots with Harley, yeah, like she was like, "Oh, the queen has taken a liking to me. Mm-hmm. Let me work with you, right? And let's get this done. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, <clears throat> but did she know what she was getting herself into? Because the queen is not, she's not all emotionally there and yeah. mentally there, mm-hmm. and she's at her last string. Like she's sick. Yeah." She's like, if she's asking people to address like rabbits as her children, right? Which is a sad story. Can we talk about that? Yeah. All the children that she lost, right. right? These rabbits represent, right? Or these bunnies represent, and I think that also speaks to the fact of the queen. She her love is bound up in what was, right? right? She she this is she a representation said, of her like, heartbreak, like right? She even said, or the movie said, like you lose a part of yourself every time a kid passed away yeah that's hard was it 13 or 12 17 17 my god yeah i can't even imagine you know what i'm saying right so like all that devastation right and what's messed up is like you never there's no mention of the king never there's not a mention of a man no there by her side to help her right you know what i'm saying and lady marble's husband is kind of like off to war but like apparently doesn't have the emotional register or recognition to recognize some like other relation you know what i'm saying and not that we all would recognize it like we all say that right like we would recognize it but like i don't know there's just something there the connection between them wasn't that strong yeah there was like a formal kiss goodbye right right right. you know what i mean she was like stay with me before you leave and he was like no i need to be with the troops like right (laughs) Like I'm there, I'm I'll like, die for them. I don't you know, know I mean? when I'm coming back, but I don't want to be with you this night. Right, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it, it's super sad. And so here's what when you're talking about like I don't know if she knew what she was getting herself into. I think the ju- there's a juxtaposition happening between Lady Marlborough, Sarah, and Abigail, 
excuse me, and their approaches to love and mm-hmm. how they, and their approaches to their affections. And when you say, I don't know if she knew what she was getting herself into, I wonder if she is not, because of the way that she loves, she's not fully concerned with what she gets herself into. Because mm. manipulation isn't concerned with the, with honestly isn't really concerned with the way the other person fully feels. Right. It wants to utilize them and in utilizing them, they become a commodity, right? Right. So I think in all these these three women and their interaction with each other, because the movie goes on and Lady Marlborough, um ends up being betrayed by Abigail, right. being sent off to her death, she makes her way out miraculously, right. comes back and tries to avenge herself, and not just avenge herself against Abigail, because she recognizes that Abigail is kind of a poison to the situation, but she also recognizes that that Abigail doesn't care about Queen Anne the way that she cares about Queen Anne. Right. And there's so much to talk about, but like, there's a way in which... I also feel like the director, um, I feel like the director showed us Mm -hmm. or directed us like there was a fisheye. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And a lot of people didn't like that, but I loved it. Yeah, no, it was good. But I felt like he used that for poor, like for to show the like poor side of things because it was always with. When she was like in the kitchen, like yeah, you know, Abigail. It was a lot of Abigail's perspective when she right. was out there shooting with Lady Marlborough, right? right? There was a lot of those perspectives, right? Wow. And he did slow motion, and he did slow yeah. motion only when it was like rich people stuff. Uh, so like wow. when they're like racing the ducks, uh-huh. and then when they're like throwing vegetables at that naked guy yeah yeah that's all slow motion but like pointless like rich people stuff like who does that right just like excess like super excess right right um so i felt like the director was really good at like showing the dynamics yeah of like class lower class yeah yeah um I think the movie was beautiful. Oh, it was gorgeous. Like, I wish, I really wish we would have seen it in theaters. Oh man, it was great in theaters. Yeah. It was great. It was huge. And it was like, well, what was, what was, the fisheye was even more exacerbated, right? Because the perspectives in the film are all these grotesque looks of human beings from the inside, right? So you get, you get insight into like their sexual desires, right? So you're like, you see the relationship between Lady Marlborough and Queen Anne a little bit, but then you see the, you see how Abigail utilizes her sexuality to, um, to sort of throw off Queen Anne and then to utilize her to include herself in the ranks of the upper crust, Right. right? Um, because all of that leads to an eventual um, loss for Britain, right? And Queen Anne having to um, basically give up certain positions in the house. You mm-hmm. know, she has to give over the reins uh, from the guy, the Harley, right? Who was Beast from X-Men or whatever, who had been trying to gain power. In- he was in Warm Bodies. Did you ever see Warm Bodies? I don't think I did. His, oh my gosh, you have to see Warm, warm. Bodies? He plays a, uh, he plays a zombie. 
Oh yes, I saw it where they're like they're functional zombies or yeah, something. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing a preview for this. Um, so good. Oh my gosh, so good. I gotta watch it. I will watch it. Um, he's um, such a good actor. He's really good. Yeah. Like I love I, I man, he was in something else recently where I really liked him. I can't remember. But Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to just call him Beast. Right? <laughs> it's not fair. Um, but I want to make mention of this, where when she's knocking on the door to Queen Anne to ask her to let her in, to talk with her, right? Because mm-hmm. um, Queen Anne is deciding whether or not she wants to send the troops off like further into battle or whether she wants them to retreat. Um, this is basically going to decide the war for them. Mm-hmm. And Abigail, I believe, is the one who tells her to, to bring them back. Like, we're, we're, like you'll be done. Right. And she tries to discredit Lady Marlborough and say Lady Marlborough has been stealing money from, from her right. the whole Which, time. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. But because Queen, Queen Anna was like, no. Yeah, she Queen Anna knows that. she wouldn't do it. But then she fell for it anyway. And she's falling for it, I think, because her health and her mind are declining, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it's also a view of like the people around us who have power, like power and that amount of power with that kind of crazy, that, that, that life that's been so difficult like nobody treats them delicately you know they still expect them to be exacting and to be forthright and to be direct and put together and composed and like you said lady marlborough knew the way that she had to behave with queen anne and how that translated to love right right so when she's at the door saying um you want me to lie to you She's like, I won't do that. Sometimes she references it. She says, sometimes you look like a badger. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to tell you the truth. And she goes, why? Because that's not love. Wait, what does she say exactly? She wants. She says, oh, man, what's the line? She says, because I will not lie. That is love. Mm-hmm. That I will not lie to you. That is love, right? The the terrifying part about it is in the end, Anne would rather be viewed. Would rather not be loved. She would rather be respected for her power right. than allow somebody to come that near to her that loves her and knows her intimately and can press her little pressure points and know like, oh, don't eat that. That's not good for you. Here are your vegetables because I love you. I need you to eat some vegetables right. in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, And the fact that like after um, Lady Marlborough left, her, her um, health declined like it felt yeah. like immediately she, her gout got crazy she and was, her like it looked like she had a stroke yeah because she couldn't move one arm half of her face was like droopy yeah. like so it was after lady marble left like her health was just down the drain apart, man. and it's weird right that like you wonder if if as a as that love sustained her the love that knew how to love her helped sustain her through her 17 losses of children you know what i mean um uh nicholas holt was the boy in about a boy oh really yeah (laughs) whoa crazy you talking about hugh grant about a boy (laughs) yeah what he's also in mad max fury road he's the beast in uh, x-men apocalypse that's what i know him as yeah Um, first class yeah he yeah, did exactly. good in this movie, though. He did amazing. Yeah. And the wigs and the men. And that the men, I loved in this movie that the men were more dressed up than the women, right? Well, okay. Like, so do you like, remember uh, that, that scene where um, the marble guy, Yeah. because she wasn't Lady, or not marble, she was um, uh, Abigail Mesham or something. The Mesham guy goes into her quarters 
like all dressed up. Yeah, yeah. He's like Jada. <laughs> Get the wig on, the makeup. Yeah. To seduce like, her. Yeah. To seduce She's her. She's like, are you going to seduce me or are you going to rape me? Right. And so like, uh, he, he's like wearing all this stuff and he was like, well, I'm a gentleman. And she's like, okay, go ha- go ahead and rape me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's no respect for men. And I love the way this movie flips those dynamics on, yeah. on their head because like, like we we treat women in our culture as if if they don't have if they don't have the proper attire they're not accepted into the room right you know what i'm saying but a man like yo some of the people so, that, that i work with i'm like dog, how do you even get away so with this like, he like, comes out of the room and uh robert harley yeah is Nicholas there Hall, he wait he's waiting for him he's like how'd it go and he was like, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, all this stuff that I put on. And he was like, well, men need to look pretty. <laughs> yeah. What happened? She bit me. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She bit me. <laughs> like, what yeah. the? What is happening here? <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous, man. I, Can we just make mention of the dancing yeah. scene? <laughs> oh, the dancing scene was fantastic. I think we rewound that. Like, It was that- so good. And it flips all that Victorian, like excess and like yeah. you know fanciness on its head right because right. all these formalities we see them in our time and we would see them as like a modern line dance you know what i'm saying we would see it as like <laughs> okay it's kind of a soul train for like, like you know 1700s <laughs> and bonnets and wigs and stuff like not bonnets, when that guy goes into aids. like full like russian like yeah the <laughs> like he's on the floor like kicking his the, legs like, out oh my God. but i love okay olivia coleman that scene that scene was the moment where <laughs> When I saw her face go from amusement to mm-hmm. disgust because the ego inside of her was eating, in my opinion, her ego was eating, her ego and then her, and then some sort of sympathy and a pain was invoked in that scene because she realized that she would never be able to dance like her subjects are dancing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, as much as this party is all in her honor, she wouldn't be able to experience it. Right. Which I think says something about Queen Anne's her inability to to connect back to that love that could have saved her because right. in the end she wanted to be viewed for her power maybe because she didn't have much room for love left in her life you know she right. didn't have the energy or the will or she didn't think she did you know mm-hmm. for love in her life and that makes her this incredible and tragic figure you know right that that's the way that i felt about it but in that dance scene i thought seeing her face go through those changes yeah. i was like yo give this woman the oscar like give it to her like she won didn't she yeah but i was like yo mail her the oscar like just send it now you <laughs> yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah like it was it was so good man it yeah. was so good I it was a it really good movie heart. yeah um I, I would watch it again and again okay the final scene the final scene where she's got her hand on her head yeah and she's asking abigail to massage her leg and then feel about that scene and then it like kind of in the background you see rabbits it fades over with the rabbits yeah yeah i don't know what it meant to i mean i know that there were people who like um had written about it Mm -hmm. um but no i don't to this day i don't know what it means what do you think it means i have an opinion about it here's my opinion um so one of the things that i think happens at the end of the film is abigail recognizes that this is as high as she can ascend to be at the foot of the queen she will always be under her and subjected to her and her she will always be dominated by somebody 
and I don't, I, I'm not at liberty to say whether or not she'll be dominated because of the style of life that she's approached. But I know that her character, what I felt like in her eyes, because she's just looking despondently off into the distance. Both of them are looking opposite ways mm-hmm. into a different realities, you know? Uh, and she's looking off into me saying, this is, high, this is as good as it will get for me. For my head to always be under someone's rule. When she wanted freedom, right? She wanted autonomy. The men in her life, they were nothing to her. Right. They were just, they were ways to get ahead, you know? Which is often what men use women as, you know? Or or men see them as accessories to their success, you know? Not like a part of it or even reasons for it, you know? Um, Yeah. Uh, But also, I think Queen Anne in the end, there was a loneliness to the way that she... Yeah. There was a pain and a loneliness to her, to her... Not having someone equal to her anymore. She doesn't have a Lady Marlboro. And she also, in the when the bunnies are fading over, for me, it was a sign of like the past, the things that haunt us, these cultural mores that are placed upon women, right? Um, but the bunnies aren't just a symbol of that, but like the past in general is right there with them, ever present, right? Mm-hmm. Abigail's past is like, man, I'm sorry, you were royalty, but you got sent back down. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and you may have had glory and power, but you will have pain. Uh, you're, you're right. What you have chosen, the, the way that you are, the life that you are now in is filled with the past, you know? And a past that's devastating. Um, and so that's why I thought it was right. to It was a, it was a cool effect to fade it over, in mm-hmm. my opinion, because I thought it showed how all of them were trapped together there in that yeah. room, right? Because so much went down in that room. Um, so much went down lady marble trying to yeah because reckon with them and yeah with the whole like dynamic with her standing and her kneeling to um emma stone's character was like well you don't want to lay down yeah. she was like no yeah because she wanted to feel that again yeah you know and i think i think i can't <clears throat> i don't know if you know the power the 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 life that that position held made her uh you know, lean towards that and mm-hmm. only look for being that kind of powerful in people's lives. Um, or if maybe that's the best she could have. She was, she couldn't have love in this life. She had lost 17 children right. and a man, there was no man in the picture at all anywhere. Right. And even if she was a lesbian queen, the, the, they would never accept her. Right. You know what I'm saying? We barely accept like our lesbian mayor. You know what I'm saying? I have a lesbian president, a lesbian... Well, now we have lesbian congress women, thank God. You know what I'm saying? Like, But accepting women who have, you know, not a heteronormative sexuality in 1700s Britain? Like, yeah. That's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So she even had to keep her sexuality, who she really was, quiet and under wraps. Right. So this is the best thing that she could find, you know? Um, I thought that was devastating. And great yeah. <laughs> like, and great you so that was have my this like for sympathy for the queen throughout you're just oh. like man dude like you have so much power yeah yet you're trapped and you're frail you know yeah and you're frail yeah but you can't you somehow there's things there's weaknesses that you have like we all have where it's like a blind spot and you don't recognize <laughs> how much you need lady marble like i do like how she used that um when she's about to give a speech and harley kind of catches her and yeah. does that thing and she just kind of like faints fakely yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but she is very concerned about her like appearance right because she's right. like i heard somebody say fat 
or like <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and i love dude i love the part where she, where she goes did you just look at me did you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't look at me close your eyes <laughs> <laughs> like, she's yeah. so funny yeah. man she's so funny it was, like, a, it was a good comedic relief there were good comedic reliefs where you're just like it was oh my hilarious. god the ridiculousness of it like yeah it was good okay this is this is r-rated but when he's like oh he's like yeah he seems to be completely construct over you yeah. <laughs> i'm like yo that is a phrase that is a yeah. that is a phrase man that yeah. is <laughs> Like there was just so much, there was so much like play involved in the movie as much as there is this like devastating viciousness of like people being, you know, like rape and you know, how careless people are with the underclass and how they treat them, you know? And she had freaking lie in her hands. Her, her, her hands were burning up and it was just like, oh, figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody cared. Nobody got up. Yeah. No deductibles here. Like (laughs) go figure that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. It was great. a good. It was a very good movie. It was well done. Yeah. Um. Was it exactly like that back then? No, because yeah, they yeah. didn't use that language. Like. Yeah, some of it probably. Wasn't. No, or it, was it was a flowery, modern. Yeah. It was more flowery. I don't know. Right. No, but it was definitely modernized. For right. Sure, for sure. In some aspects, for sure. But it was beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous. And a good story. It just. I mean, Queen Anne did exist. Uh, yeah, Lady totally. Marble did exist. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Abigail or that whole thing, but like, I'm pretty sure she did. Um, um, yeah, I don't know who the king was though. I gotta look back under that. Yeah, who yeah. cares about him though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he totally didn't. Ma- yeah, and it's perfect because it's like, yo, you didn't like the queen. She's the monarch. You know what I'm saying? She's yeah. the head of the land. You right. know, and like, some wisdom behind that. Right. Some wisdom behind that, man. Right. But also, it's messed up because sometimes the. You know, the queen is there performatively now. Like, I don't even know what the queen does now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. not sure. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the favorite I recommend, the Sisters Brothers, do you recommend? Do you recommend? I do recommend Ooh, the Sister Brothers. Okay. I would give the favorite maybe, like, a 9 out of 10. I'm going to give the favorite a not. Yeah. I'm going I'm to go 10 out of 10 for the favorite. Really? I'm going to go, yeah. you must... If you're gonna watch a period piece about the 1700s, you can either watch Amadeus, or I don't know when Amadeus is set. I don't yeah. know time that well. I don't know. <laughs> but if you want wigs <laughs> and you want acting, yeah, you watch the wigs were the fierce. The wigs were incredible, dude. Yeah, yeah, the wigs, the wigs were great. Do you have um, anything to add, Robert? Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shake them dice and roll those credits. Vivian. Bam, 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 bam. Do you want to roll the credits? <laughs> Do you want me to roll the credits? I don't know. Um, I feel like I, I had this go. DJ vibe going on. <laughs> you can go. Um, so I want to thank coffee. Ooh, important. Um, Pueblo Viejo food. Mm. Thank you, my local Mexican joint. So good. So good. So good. Um, I'd like to thank... Uh, Rachel Weiss for coming back. Oh, dude! I really don't know what. <laughs> I know what she's been up. To. What she's been up to, but, but thank you for she's being been in the this. Gym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Training. <laughs> you did a phenomenal job in that movie, um, and yeah, I think that's it. I like it. I like it. 
Rolling the credits. We're keeping the credits rolling, and these and the, <laughs> that's what credits do, naturally. Um, Yorgos Lanthimos, I would like to thank you for that name. Fantastic Oh my gosh, name. yeah. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, The Lobster is the first movie I saw from him, and The Lobster is great. Y'all need to see The Lobster. Oh, Rachel Weiss was in The Lobster. Dear God, I'm sorry. Was she? was she? in The Lobster. I knew she was doing that. Yeah, I should have told you that. I think um, uh, Olivia Coleman was too. It was in her um, IMDb. I've never seen oh, it. I think she, yeah, I know what part, okay, I know what part she plays. Okay. She's, yeah. So Yorgos Lanthimos is a, like, he's a beast, dude. Where like, is he from? Where's that name from? Um, I, I think he's legitimately Greek. Oh. Yeah, like, from Greece. Um, so, <laughs> legitimately, Greek. Greek. not Greek-American, Greek where, come from Greece. <laughs> not like Greek-American, where it's like, oh, your great-grandmother's from, like, me, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm Italian-American, it. I'm Mexican-American, I'm Got not, it. like, Italian, you know what I mean? Um, just to make it clear. clear. <laughs> um, so Yorgos Lanthimos is my first guy to thank. I think you're amazing. Um, I hope you keep making films. You are one of my heroes and idols. I love what you're doing. Um, I'd like to thank uh, ooh, uh, Peach Izzy um, for sponsoring this this whole thing right now. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Izzy's as time goes on. Like carbonated drinks that were you are, before you met us because that's all we buy to be honest i wasn't that <laughs> i wasn't that big of a fan of these you're like, welcome they were okay i saw them at like papeli's and chipotle, chipotle yeah, yeah. <laughs> chipotle. i was like ah whatever um speaking of the chipotle tabasco sauce from uh from chipotle <laughs> that stuff is the best dude oh god so good um I gotta be that's gotta be my third thing I'm thanking um fourth thing I'm thanking do I have to do more than four oh I'd like to thank Sprint for nothing Sprint is the worst service in America <laughs> I hate you Sprint with my whole heart <laughs> um and I hope that T-Mobile buys you and redeems you um like Lady Marlboro would've redeemed Queen Anne yeah um and that's all I have to say about that that's all I have that's, that's all we have for that's you it. the credits have been unrolled thank unfurled you. for you Check us out on Instagram and Twitter for sure. Instagram, Twitter, Spotify. If you'd like to Google um, Play, iTunes. <laughs> Google, yeah, Google Play, iTunes. Those things. Mics can't act. Mics can't act. <laughs> you keep telling them where the episodes are, but if they're listening to this, they probably know. All right. <laughs> Dang. That's how the internet works. Well, I said Instagram and Twitter. So. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> wow. Hey, well, thanks for finding us. This yeah, is what we yeah, meant yeah. to Thank say. Thank you for <laughs> Thanks for coming. Y'all come back now, you hear? Take Stay care. Stay rotten. Stay rotten, baby. Stay rotten. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> Still looking for right on. <coughs> oh, my God. Right on. Uh.